Hey guys, this is Samantha at Fairy Acre Homestead in Edgefield, South Carolina. Hope y'all are doing great. Today is my first podcast and I just kind of wanted to get on here and tell you a little bit about who I am and what my dreams are as a homesteader. So my husband and I bought our little piece of property about two and a half years ago. We're right in the middle of town. There's not a whole lot going on in my town. Um, I just started working as the manager for our farmer's market and trying to grow it and make it the it place of Edgefield. Um, you know, cause Edgefield's kind of a hidden gem. There's a lot of really neat experiences that you can find in Edgefield and we're trying to draw more crowds to us. So I thought, you know, taking the time to participate was a great idea. But anyway, back to Fairy Acre. So, Ferry Acre is a one-acre piece of property right here, smack dab in the middle of town. Um, luckily for us, Edgefield is a little more lax when it comes to what you can do on your property here in town, which is really nice for those who are interested in urban homesteading. Um, right now, my husband and I have gotten our entire yard fenced minus about a quarter of the acre, which we will continue to fence this year. Um... We've added a really nice sized garden, and we just recently got our chicken coop up and a couple of really great chickens. Um, we've bought a variety, just because you never know what you're going to like, and some of them were just too cute. I couldn't pass them up. It was kind of a uh, a consolation prize for a rather difficult doctor's appointment that recently had to attend. But um, we have eight chickens. They all have different names, all different personalities. My five-year-old and my three-year-old named them. We have two dogs, a couple of turtles. Um, our goal with our piece of property is to turn it into a self-sufficient urban homestead. We are going to attempt to purchase the two pieces of property next to us, which would have essentially triple the size of our current property. And that would just be ideal because then the sky is the limit as to what we can do. Right now, we are slowly trying to rid our piece of property currently of the scourge of the bamboo. Oh my goodness, y'all. Let me tell you, this bamboo has put up quite a fight. My husband works in forestry, so he can sometimes get access to some pretty strong uh, herbicides. And let me tell you, this bamboo will put up a fight even against the strongest stuff. And in the fight to destroy the bamboo, I have lost a couple of my beloved plants, such as my blackberries and my grapevines, and I think I wrote, lost a rose bush or two. But, you know, those things can be replaced. And trying to succeed at ridding the property of the bamboo is a much more important thing than my few plants that I lost. I can always get more and I can start over. I just have to have a place for them and that bamboo is not welcome. Um, so we've got a good sized garden. I'm hoping this fall that we will add a couple of fruit trees and some more blueberry bushes. Currently I have two and I just rooted another one. We love blueberries at my house. It's like fantastic. Um, putting in a strawberry patch cause well, Strawberries are the best, and if you can never have too many of them, luckily they are perennial, so even better. Slowly, 
slowly turning our yard into the self-sufficient thing. I'd like to add a couple of rabbits this year, but I haven't haven't had much luck finding one that I'm really wanting. I want to look at something that's both meat and fur because rabbit is delicious and it's a relatively easy and inexpensive meat source. And, you know, they're super cuddly. Can't help that. <laughs> My kids are in for a rude awakening here probably in the next couple of weeks when we get to our first chicken butcher. I didn't buy the chickens for free rent, you know, as pets. They're for a purpose, either to eat or to lay eggs. And that's what we're going to have to do. And as farm kids, they're going to have to figure it out and just deal with it. I'm sure it'll be all right. They might even have some fun doing it. Not like that, but, you know, after a while you get used to it. And it becomes tradition. It becomes just the way of life. Um, When we first moved here... I was a little apprehensive, and then I started to look around my property a little bit. Um, most of it's cleared out. On an accident, I discovered that we have what used to be an old koi pond. I was really surprised because when we bought the house, the guy that we bought it from had no idea it was there. It was kind of in this back corner, and it was way grown over, and really, well... Had a big old hole in it. We're pretty sure the crawfish that we've pulled out of there. Y'all, these crawfish are the size of my palm. They tried to eat my turtle. My husband got this great idea to stick the, the crawfish in the tank with the turtles. And let me tell you, Mr. Lobster tried to eat Pod Squad. That's one of the turtles. The other one is Starfire. They're pretty popular around here. My kids adore them. But, um... <laughs> We have big crawfish in this little bitty koi pond, but as we were cleaning up and exploring the koi pond, we have discovered that it will need some work to replace the liner and get it back to going, so we're hoping to get that done soon, um, get that fixed, and that is in the area of the yard that we haven't fenced in yet. Um, once we get that fenced in, we're going to add a couple of goats, and we'll have goat milk and goat meat and... Free lawnmower service, bush hogging, you know, fun stuff. Might even rent them out to those who need a little help. I've actually had several people show interest in renting my goats. That I don't even own yet, you know, working on it, living the dream. Um, so this koi pond is really nice. We may fix this one and then build another one on the other side of the fence so that we can enjoy it, plant a big garden around it. But... Back to my exploring the property. I'm I'm very... Oh, what's the word for it? I'll start talking about something and then something will hit my mind and I fly off and explore this whole other topic. So you'll have to excuse me, but I hope you learn something at the same time. But um, back to what I was saying. When we first bought the property and I was out exploring, I found the koi pond, which was really awesome. But I also noticed that I had this really unusual weed growing all over my yard and I look I, I couldn't figure out what it was I'd never seen it before it was it almost looked like lily pads and you know where I live my ground stays incredibly wet all year long we're pretty positive that there's a spring somewhere nearby just haven't pinpointed it yet it may just be the whole yard's a spring I don't know but we have a spring somewhere so it's very wet and we have a lot of marshy plants so I got online and I consulted my 
Edible Plants of North America, Audubon Society book, whatever. I'm sure you've seen it. There's one for flowers and birds and all that. But I got on there and I researched and I researched, giving every description combination I could think of trying to figure out what this weed was. And I finally discovered that it's called the Silver Dollar Weed. And it was an edible. So I thought, ooh, my yard is full of this. I wonder, wonder what else I have in my yard that, well, is edible. So I got to exploring my yard and I have discovered and identified just about every wild plant in my garden, in, in my yard. I have, um, slippery elm trees. I have several of those. I was rather surprised because I like slippery elm. They're really pretty. And the bark has, um, has a use medicinally. I'm pretty excited about that. Um, my yard grows an overabundance of dandelion and plantain. Um, and, and the soil is really pretty. Let me tell you, we've got earthworms down here that are bigger than, like, my pinky is round. I mean, they're massive. If you're not careful, you might mistake them for a snake. I mean, they're, they're big. In fact, I've got little snakes in my garden that live in the ground. They're little dirt snakes that live like worms. And there's been a couple of occasions where I'm digging in the garden or planting something or digging in the dirt or whatever. And as I'm pulling out worms for my three-year-old, I'll grab one of these little snakes thinking it's a worm and realize after I've grabbed it, that's not a worm. And I let the little guy go. They're really cute. I mean, they're probably about the length and width of a pencil. I mean, they're tiny, super, super tiny. And they're so cute. Oh my goodness, are they cute. Um, but anyway, um, other things that I've discovered in my garden, I have blackberry brambles, which are great. And my favorite find of all of the things I've planted, I've found in my yard is the mulberry trees. When I was a little girl, my godfather and I, every Memorial Day, would stand underneath his mulberry tree and we would eat our heart content of mulberry. I mean, we'd sit there for hours just munching on mulberries and talking, chatting about the world. And when my papa passed away, you know, the loss of a loved one is sad and heartbreaking And discovering this mulberry bush, or mulberry tree, I'm sorry, it is a tree, was just, it was a happy moment. I I got so excited. I I think my husband may have rolled his eyes at me a couple of times because it was just something that I could share with my kids that I did with someone that I cared about. So I'm really excited about the mulberry. Most of the mulberries are way too high for me to reach, so, you know don't get to actually eat a whole lot of them. Luckily, the walking trail up the road from us, owned by the city, is lined with mulberries. They have a white mulberry up there I thought about going and getting some cuttings of this summer and trying to root a couple. Um, I think it'd be really neat to have a couple of white mulberries. Those are really sweet. I'll I'll get those when I go for a walk. But my my mulberry tree has, thanks to the birds, spread out in my yard. So right underneath my pecan tree, by the shed, I have two small mulberry trees coming up. They're about a year old. And they're about four foot tall, and I'm really excited. I told my husband that he is not allowed to cut it down or move it. Now, we might eventually dig it up and move it, but I told him he could not kill it because I wanted a mulberry tree I could reach, and that is exactly what I've got. So, I'm, I'm really excited. Um... 
I'm going to try to get on here a little bit more often so that I can tell you what's going on around the homestead. I'm very interested in, you know, the self-sustainable lifestyle. Um, and, you know, we're a homeschooling family, so we're home. We get the opportunity to learn um, by doing. Um, I, I, apparently, I'm saying um a lot, and that's kind of aggravating. But I look forward to getting on here and talking to you all again. I hope that sometimes you'll learn something interesting from me. Actually, I hope you'll learn something interesting from me regularly. So, I'm going to talk at you guys later and go find out what my children are doing. Because at ages of 3 and 5, they are always into something. Y'all have a great day and I'll see you again. Well, I'll talk to you again at Fairy Acre Homestead.